There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Hi, guys. We're here to tell you about our third installment in New York of our I Don't Think So Honey live show. Again, it's 50 comedians and performers taking one minute each to go off on culture. It's November 18th at 10 p.m. at the Bell House, part of the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Yes, we have amazing, amazing people doing the show. We have Francesca Ramsey, Joel Kim Booster, Akilah Hughes, Survivor Zeke Smith, Sarah Tolomash, and much, much more. You have to buy tickets to the show. It's going to be an amazing gag. It's November 18th, 10 p.m. It's a Saturday night as part of Brooklyn Podcast Festival. At the Bell House, bitch. Come on, Bell House. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And the game is already afoot in here because we're already talking coach. Oh my god. And I was nervous, you know, uh, not to use an old wives expression, blow our load a little bit too early, Bo. As the old wives say. The old wives have been saying it since the Middle Ages. And, you know, we just got off, oh, no pun there, to (laughs) the thought of. Being on a plane and watching certain films, yes. and you're saying that you would, this blows my mind, you're saying you would get emotional while watching My Best Friend's Wedding yep. during the scene where Cameron Diaz does karaoke. Yes, because what an emotionally fraught scene. The arc of that scene is insane. Like, she's, she's petrified to sing in front of this room of strangers, and then she does it, and then she's triumphant. Like, I get that- It's a hardship narrative. You said, I mean, you were like, it's a comedic performance, it's great, and I was like- yeah, but it's also what an emotional ride that she takes us on that ultimately ends on a high note. Like, I, uh, I don't there know. There you go. The, uh, topo- the topography of that. That's beautiful. Scene, I gorgeous. never thought of it as emotional, but you know what? And you know, you know what else I never thought of? I what? never thought to ask about what hot engineer Will's last name was. And then today I found out 
This gentleman's name is Will Smith. Now, I don't really want to get into his this because- His name is Will Smith. I think he's gotten this his whole life. I don't think He hasn't gotten really... it from us. But I don't think that's enough. I don't think we need to really go into this. I mean, <laughs> fine, bitch. His name is Will Smith. He, he happens to have the same name as. I one just of think the... it's amazing. How yeah. old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. So Will Smith was not. It wasn't a known he, thing. He was definitely known. He was definitely known. My parents were just blissfully unaware. Okay. Okay, but okay, and I did think about this. No, no desire, and I, I respect. I would respect this if you had no desire to change um, the the shortened name to Bill or or no, Willie. There are so many Williams in my family. I have no desire. To it's a family. You name. You know what though? If if my last name was Heaton, you would. Matt I would definitely Heaton? name it Patricia. Patricia, my yeah. daughter. Some of them you need to go along with Will Smith. That's just too big. But but know, if your last name is Parker and you don't have a daughter named Sarah Jessica Parker, mm-hmm. you don't get the assignment. Sure, sure, sure. You don't get the assignment, which is to name your children after <laughs> Very clearly. Um, All right. Okay. So listen, I kind of guess for me. I don't I, know about for you, bitch. I think this is, I mean, this is really, um, I don't know. This is so, this is so, Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cathartic? Cloying, cloying for me oh, to okay. say. But like, you know, you and I have. I've loved this person for so many years. You went to go see our guest do like a character workshop in college. It was, this was at USC. Yeah. At the Fracas uh, Comedy Festival. Billy Domino, former guest of the show, uh, and I were really excited to take this character workshop class. And then the entire time, I think our guest brought just sort of intellectualized Jerry Blank in this way that was so <laughs> gorgeous, and I was like, "This is this is it. This is all I need to know." And Beautiful. I think, and I think that I st- that still holds true. I stand by. Um. Oh God, he's amazing. Let's talk go about the what they do. Okay, so uh, he is the host <laughs> of his own podcast, Minor Revelations, um, and uh, he is uh going to start his run at the Soho Playhouse of his amazing, amazing show, Bright Colors and Bold Patterns. I saw this three years ago at Ars Nova. Yeah, and. Still, like, remember it vividly to this day. It's so good. It's so good. Directed by wait. Michael Urie. Oh, amazing. Um, And we just talked about Michael. Yeah, because he's in a show. Because he's we're in gonna a show. we're going to hear about that. Yeah, I, I can't wait to keep talking about this. And, uh, he, you know, he his TV film credits just are fucking wild, wild, wild. Right. It would be a whole brick of text if we had to type It, it would out. just be too goddamn long. No, well, no, Well, no. I would get fucking exhausted. And Matt, why don't you tell everybody about- I would say the children have to know. They have to search the Chloe Sevigny videos. I might, he says it like Sevigny. Right, right. But also, you just don't know what's pronounced but correctly and what's with, not in those videos, honey. He plays with language in he such a way. He plays with pronunciation in a way that is captivating. There you go. Yes. So let's welcome our guest, <laughs> Drew, Drew Drogi. Hi, everybody. Hi, hello. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so fun to just sit here and uh, just hear myself talked about and like pretend like I'm not in the room yet. Yeah, like I just in flew in. Like, oh, poof. <laughs> here oh, I am. Already? Oh, hi. What is like that? a gorgeous bath. What a fun <laughs> little um. What a, what would you what would you call that? A diegetic of podcast. I love that. Uh, no, that's not the right word. Uh, uh, a di- digestif. Digestif. I love digestif. Uh, an aperitif. Oh. An aperitif. aperitif. It's a beautiful moment in every podcast when the guests can just hear themselves. Credited, yeah, you know, it's oh. really that. nice to look back and go, you know what, I did it. <laughs> is I've it, done it. Is it nice or is it mortifying? Because <laughs> it's it, both. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's sit here and go. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So you just have to like go through all that. Yeah. And, just, and also you know. the moment where they put you on the spot and they're like, so what do you want us to say? I like, know, uh, I know, and you're like, and I know it's the but you, which we you just are did. both so lovely. But no, I mean, sometimes it's unbelievable when they have you on and they're like, 
reading off the back of a cereal. And they're like, um, and what have you done? And they make you feel like <laughs> yeah. mad, they're mad that you're there. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Especially I don't know. if they don't really get what it is that you do. I was just on. That's the other thing. Yeah. I, I'm not. It'd be If I was playing Chandler on Friends, it'd be <laughs> easy. you know what I mean? It's like you love him as this, as this. But it's like yeah. I do so many weird offshoot, insane ragtag. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm not on a sitcom. Yeah, um, no, no I, we don't need it. I'm glad I don't have a regular job. I'm, yeah. I'm, I love just like <laughs> screaming and begging, and throwing pieces of yarn together and making a dream happen. That's, but that's that you do that best. That's you're the best oh, at, the, God, at that thing. You. And sorry to like shoehorn in a compliment there. No, okay. And these are just some small little granules of other credits that I think I have to throw in because I think other, Billy will appreciate this. Planet Unicorn. Oh yeah, Tanya Roberts. Yes, um, with Tanya Garcia. Yes, these guys just Google them. They're they're. I mean, obviously, Chloe is like the big one, but like you gotta Google. I Planet Unicorn. We watched. I watched this with some friends. A nice mix of sexualities and Ooh. we all and oh, sensibilities, yeah. and we all still were like this whole. Well, up that 10 was years later. Planet Unicorn was was uh, the brainchild of my friends Mike Rose and Tyler Spears, and they. Put that together with me. They they just brought me along. Yeah, they, sure. I, I can't really take credit for the, any of the writing of that. That was their thing, and that it was for this this. Um, it was Channel One Hundred One. Channel One Hundred One. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just this idea that we that they had, and and they threw me into it. And it was like when it it was one of those. It was one of the first viral videos that I ever. Definitely yeah. the first one I was involved in. But right. It was mm-hmm. like kind of when that was kind of starting. Yes. And. It was unbelievable because we had so many children that were after. Because it's very, oh, it's very uh, innocent. It's, it's like so innocent. it's subversive in the way that, as an adult, you know what's going on. But it, there's nothing dirty about it. There's not, there's nothing um, jokey, catty, no, bitchy like, at all. It's very sweet, and it's about being a, it's about being sweet and yeah. uh, you know taking care of each other. The queer that. references are just like them all drinking boba together, right, like bubble right. tea. Like that's like the the most overtly gay thing is like them. <laughs> Being at the beach, like it's so sweet. Well, kids yeah. are gay. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. The kids are gay, especially they little, love boys. It. little boys. Little boys, They're so and, gay. This, and these little girls that would just like mm. have these slumber parties, and they all would dress up like the unicorns. Yeah, and, no way. I mean, it was really little gay girls. magical. Little gay girls. Yeah. Gay girls. You know, be gay girl. You know, be gay girl. <laughs> when you know when you go like sometimes like I'll flash back to elementary school or I'll I, we do children's theater here and there and so uh-huh. we'll go to a school. Those little six year old boys just laying in each other's laps. Oh, I know. It's kissing so innocent. each other's faces. Yeah. It's just like very innocent. Stay this way. I know exactly. Stay. Because even you know, it's like if if and if we can teach anything to the next generation, if the, all the hetero boys just to be that way, and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because it's lovely and don't like you know, but because boys crave touch of, of mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. gay straight by uh, non-binary whatever you want to sure, say sure. they crave it and mm-hmm. like when they don't when they can't they can't hug or touch they punch or they oh, you know yeah. it's they, hard you know because they want that connection so badly it's it's a human thing yeah you know i think on. that you're right it's definitely a response like mm-hmm. the and i it makes me so sad because i have a cousin who's growing up on long island and it's very kind of toxic oh, and masculinity and he's 11, going to be 12, and I can hear him deepening his voice. Uh-huh. You know, I can hear him talking down here. Right, 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 right. It, yeah. When you really listen to it, it it's not natural. Right. It's yeah. something else. It's a, right. it's a it's something you're doing to yourself mm-hmm. to make yourself sound like a boy. Right, uh, exactly. Or a man. And that's like 11, 12 years old, which is, I think, when... 
your sexuality that's when starts it's, to kick That's in. when it starts to happen a little bit when yep. you're starting to be like, oh, I got to act like a guy. I, I got to be too cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? How are you? Dang. That thing. And you're like, oh, please. I don't. Yeah, yeah. no, don't don't go. Don't go. Let it out. Turn around. Go lay in your friend's lap. It's you're fine. made of colors and dreams. Yes. <laughs> it's so, it, and then, yeah, I mean, you see them like, he's like, yeah. I want a gun for Christmas. And oh, you're like, no, honey. that's, you don't want a gun. Wait, did your cousin no. actually say that? I mean, sometimes he dips his toe what? into these things. But now there's also the thing where, for Christmas, but there's also but a thing where, like you know, as a kid, I mean, you know, I loved horror movies and I loved violence oh, and I sure. loved, you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, there's also that. So, you know, I think like there's, there's also a thing when you're like, you, you're testing the line yes. and you kind of love, I mean, I loved dark things. Yeah. I loved anything because I. You know, so anything that was just like, you know, kind of subversive and fucked up, I, I, I on some level was like this, this yeah. world, I need yeah. to be in this. But that's a thing that I think speaks to like an emotional intelligence that a lot of boys don't have. Wait, and speaking of just being emotionally in touch, mm-hmm. Drew walked in, I think, are you still in this emotionally fraught place? I you... feel dull, stupid, and bad because I no. just- No. No, and because of how, uh, <laughs> because of what happened to me today. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay so, so saw. walk us through. But like, you just, what did you just, you just came in, you what, you just saw a play? Yes, I just yes. saw Michael Urie's play, Torch Song. Well, Harvey <laughs> Firestein's play, <laughs> yes. Torch Song, starring it, Michael Urie. Yes. And that's why I, I'm saying I feel dull, stupid, and bad, because it just, it, it, it just melted me yeah. in all the best ways. Yeah. It is essential viewing. If you're <sighs> in New York and you, and you have to see it, because, I mean, I... I remember I saw the movie when I was in college. Mm. There's so many lines from it that you won't believe that were quoted from that. You'll be like, I know that line. I know that line because people have quoted that play for 30 years. And it is it is so it is like I came in and said it's our glass menagerie or our town. It's it's that seminal and it's that important and it's funny and it's heartbreaking it punches you across the soul it is mm. so good god damn it now i have and to go michael and just go. really makes it his own i mean it's yeah. like you know you can't you can't live in it without feeling harvey there and oh. and michael really does honor harvey but gives it such his own spin and um but it is it, it, it it's three pieces it's long it's three hours you're mm-hmm. in you're in for an evening of theater right but mm-hmm. it flies by but you're getting 1971, 1974, and 1980, and our culture, oh, sure. and yeah. seeing who we were, and what we were, and how timely it is now. Mm. And there's stuff that happens in the play that I was like, if this was set in the 90s, I wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. But because it's set in the 70s, it's it, it actually could be happening now. With all this sexual fluidity and all this stuff that's kind of happening, it there's unbelievable stuff that is like, that that AIDS really changed. I yeah, mean, for lack yeah. of putting it in another way, that like in the 80s and 90s, we were in a different space. And this play is just before that. Right, and this right. play is not aware of AIDS yet. And oh and because it, it, you know. Just everything was and freewheeling. Yet, and, yeah. and yet there's so much of what's going on now mm-hmm. in the play. It's 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 unbelievable. Wow. And it's Mercedes Rule. Come on, Mercedes Rule. Oh, wow. Ruhl. Come on. That's the children have forgotten Mercedes yes. Rule. I, I might have know. been a child have that you have ever, Have you ever seen The Fisher King? Brilliant. No. She won the Oscar. She, she won, won Best Academy Actress. Award. for, right. the, uh, And she is phen- phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and she plays Michael's mom. She played the role that Estelle Getty played in the original production. Yeah. Because you know that, if you know this story, but that Harvey fa- saw Estelle Getty in a community theater Production of something in New Jersey. Uh-huh. This is and way pre Golden Girls. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is before. This is how Golden Obviously. Girls happened for sure. her because uh-huh. she got. Um, anyway, he saw her in the show. He was like, "You have to play my mom." Mm-hmm. She had no real professional credits. He put her on Broadway oh to play his mother in this, and then from Torch Song trilogy, Estelle Getty got Sophia yeah. wow. on the Golden Girls, wow. which and she was just brought on as a guest star because originally in the pilot of Golden Girls, it was it was 
Dorothy Rose and Blanche, right. and then the gay housekeeper, and yes. then um, uh, Cleo. I want to say his name was. Uh-huh. I'm wrong. Coco. Coco. And then Sophia oh was the God. guest star. She was coming to visit, and then they were like, "We love the mom," yeah, and it's the '80s, it. so we don't need gays on TV. Yeah, so right, bye. Right. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah. you know that was Estelle Getty's like like story. Like it unbelievable. Was just, it was I that. didn't know that. I mean, yeah, God, like. Just talking about Harvey, it's like what um like what like he's like one of like the great gay benefactors. I think absolutely. Of, like, when they when all the drag race queens honored him, yeah. Oh, so emotional. that was. Did you see that? That no, was, I didn't okay, see that. Okay, so they had, was it on Drag Race? It no. It was it at the was, logo. Uh, it was at the logo awards or something. It could have right? been like the new now next awards or something yeah, like that. He yeah. got some sort of uh, like lifetime achievement uh-huh. honor. And actually, Ginger Minj, the dra- the drag queen, yes, performed wonderful. Perform- performed this number for him and it was so it, she was so like in her body she was so centered she was so it was yeah, a yeah, beautiful yeah. performance Such a good tribute like it was it was like beyond what you thought like ginger minge was capable of like she's it a was musical theater but yeah, that was yeah. a real performance i said i turned to henry i was like she could be fucking on broadway yeah, yeah. she could play i've heard that about Mama. i've heard that about her and you you really have no idea from drag race what those wings can oh, do and can't do no right because that show really does edit these stories that about these seventy and so you yeah. really don't always know you sure. watch them and you're like i don't really know about that one and then you see them and they blow you away yes yeah. um but yeah, I saw Harvey do hairspray when you saw him do it as well. Yeah, right? yeah, and that was incredible. I sometime. saw him do it at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow! And, he, and it it was like I'd never understood Harvey Firestein until I saw him live. Yeah, like I had seen the movie Torch Song trilogy. I had seen him obviously Birdcage and a million other things, and mm-hmm. I always loved him. But it wasn't until I saw him live. His ability to that deadpan, that stare, <laughs> to hold yeah. a look. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. The whole room is filled with almost no effort. Yep. It's crazy. He he really like the you're hanging on his every move yeah, when amazing. he is on stage. He is a uniquely talented yeah. performer. Yeah. It's crazy. And that was in a show full of of incredible people and you walk away and you're like that was yeah, that had to even inspire them. You're talking about like this is like a young cast of like Matthew Morrison, Laura Bell Bundy, mm-hmm. um, Marissa Jarrett Winokur, I believe. Um, uh, Carrie Butler was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she was Penny. Yeah. Penny. Penny so this is like yeah. all these people that that this was young, just the surface yeah. of that you see their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was one actress, and I just want to toss this out for this actress. She was she played the tr- the trailer trash mom in that Mini Driver movie where she does the pageants. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, um, <laughs> here's a deep cut. Okay, yeah. here we go. Drew Drogi was an extra in Beautiful. <gasps> what? No. Yes. Tell us he was. everything. Directed by Sally Field. <gasps> I sure was. Sally Field directed Sh- that movie. Sally Field directed that movie, and yeah, and and Minnie Driver and the girl from the Pepsi commercials. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Uh, what's her What's her face? Jesse Eisenberg's sister. Hallie. Hallie, Hallie Eisenberg. Eisenberg. This is. Is thick. this Drew's first? I'm sorry, I'm referring to you in the third person. First screen credit, or you know, uh, you're an extra. Somehow it didn't end up on IMDb. <laughs> uh, no, it was right when I moved out to LA, and I was, oh and I, God. and I got some random thing to do extra work that day, and I was like, why not? And then I saw Sally. Field was directing. I was like, I was like, oh, I've made it. I'm working with Sally Field. <laughs> Sally today. Field working with her. But yeah, I was, I was like, in a, I was like in the audience when she, you know, when she sang the final mind completely. I was in the audience. You. If you look really hard, <laughs> you'll see <laughs> a there, very a, 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 a tired, terrifying, skinny. <laughs> Twink, Drew Jogi. Let me tell you the best scene from that movie. The best scene from that movie is when they put Minnie Driver and like the blonde bitch who was, I think, married to Pete Sampras, the tennis player, Bridget Wilson Sampras. I oh, think sure, sure, sure. Or yeah, maybe yeah. it's another actress. I don't know. But one of those. So 
they put them in like a glass box okay. so they can't hear the other debate question. And Minnie Driver is, of course, uh, you know, ha- is hitting with the secret that she, of course, is the is the mother. Uh-huh. And she right. shouldn't be competing because mm-hmm, the rules mm-hmm. say she can't. And she's deciding whether or not she's going to share that secret. And she turns to Bridget Wilson Sampert and she says, is it true? Do you really like roller coasters and long walks on the beach and... Do you really speak Spanish and French? Because if that's true, then you deserve to win. And Bridget Wilson Sampras turns her head. She takes a beat. She turns her head and she says uh, in a different voice than she's used the whole movie. Uh, she goes, what difference does it make? Oh. <laughs> and Sally Field, to know that Sally Field is responsible, yeah. I'm gagged that forever. bitch gets it. She gets it. The children have forgotten yeah, Sally Field they, as a director. They, they need to know. Yes. Yeah. Children, if you make? need a director for your film, <laughs> call Sally. Get in touch with her she son. She can do it. Her son is on Tinder. <laughs> yes, he you is. Can reach, you can reach her through him. That's amazing. Her agent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Isn't that, yeah, crazy. It's That's such so funny. A, that, that was your... It's such a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's it, in the worst. In, in oh, like, yeah, In that yeah, kind yeah. of way where sure, you're like, sure, sure. no. <laughs> yeah, why not? But right? it was on Stars a lot. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. The Perfect yeah. Stars movie. The Perfect yeah. Stars movie. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Um, Drew, we're gonna ask you what we ask all of our guests, which is we've gotten some background now. Now we know. Yeah, now you know. You met you alluded to horror earlier, but feel free to like venture outside of that. What is the culture that made you say culture is for me? And don't limit this to movies or media necessarily, but like, you know, books, where you grew up. Some of the yeah, I mean, there's so the many. Journey. Yeah, of course. And obviously, obviously, everybody Eversley. has things. Eversley, I'm drunk, everybody. y'all. Can I sleep? <laughs> um, the first thing I thought of when you, when you sent me that question, uh-huh. and I thought, I was like, the first thing I thought of was, the old Batman TV show. Oh, that's not the first time. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody else said somebody else said that. That's not the first time somebody said that on this show, actually. And I mean, I uh, am obviously not old enough to remember when it came out (laughs) because it was like late 60s, but I saw the reruns in the 80s and, you know, and I, as a kid, would run home. It wasn't currently running. So I was just, I was so excited about what that rerun was going to be that day. But there was something about those colors. Oh, yeah. Those villains. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love monsters growing up. So anything like Cesar Romero and like I could see his beard coming through the makeup and his <laughs> Joker, you know, and, yes, and yes. I was like, this is so weird and fucked up and perfect. <laughs> and I also loved both Catwomen, but I never knew if it was going to be Julie Newmar or Eartha Kitt. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, who's right. that going to be? Good and then, you know, and I loved Yvonne Craig. I loved Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they introduced Barbara Gordon into the show, Barbara. I was like, so it was just like the purples and the yellows and the bangs and the pops. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. loved the, uh, that was a cliffhanger. And, and the, the villains all had like fun. It yep. was like, you know, Vincent Price is the Eggman. And, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Joan Collins was the siren. And she was like an opera singer that yeah, sang people gotta... to death. <gasps> And oh, that I is inherently gay. I Joe Collins was on that show. She was a villain on the show. Yeah, they the had siren. everybody on there. They oh had everybody God. they could, you know. And um, you know, and I just, for, I remember as a kid being like, and I was fascinated by it. But yep. I mean, I also watched like Masters of the Universe and other '80s things. And we watched, you know, Family Ties and the Cosby right, Show and right. all that stuff growing up. But I was obsessed with this show that was really like my parents' generation, and mm. I was sort of like didn't understand why nobody else wanted to talk about <laughs> Batman. Yeah, you know what? For me, 
looking back to my childhood, because I was very into Batman as well, although it was kind of the movies and the atmosphere mm-hmm. that they presented, there was an animated show on in like the There 90s. was an animated show. Oh, but, yeah, sure. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill was Mark Joker. Hamill Mark was Hamill was the Joker. Was the Joker. Yes. Sure. Yep. Yes. But for me, what always grabbed my attention and made me excited were the villain origin stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you provide me with a good villain origin story, or even just Michelle like a well presented. Yeah. Come on. Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer yeah. may be the best one. The best one. Robbed of an Oscar. Robbed of an Oscar. You. I agree with you. 100%. Yes. We say, Robbed. honestly, any yeah. movie she comes out with now, if they decide to do that, like she's been around for a long time, give her an Oscar, I'm on board. Absolutely. Give it to her yeah, for yeah. whatever. Absolutely. Give it to her this year. She's who, amazing. Like, for mother, who cares? Is she pretty good <laughs> in it? Good. Give her an Oscar. Uh, yeah. you, you took it away uh, from sure. her. So yep. but, who won that year? I mean, what like who like what was the well, that would have been okay? Uh, Batman Returns would have been ninety two. Yeah. Yes. And so the the best film was uh, Unforgiven. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, no, Unforgiven was ninety three, I believe. Silence of the Lambs was ninety one. Yeah. And then there was Forrest Gump in 94. 94. She would probably maybe it was Unforgiven. But then in 92, supporting actress, that's a deep, that's going to be a real Pulp deep Fiction, cut. Oh, Pulp Fiction was competing with Forrest Gump. Yeah, I remember that. So Mercedes that. Rule was uh, uh, oh my God, it all goes 92 back to Best Actress <laughs> to bring her back. I think Mercedes Rule was Best Supporting. I think she was lead. She was Can we Best look it Actress. Up? I'm, looking I'm it almost up. positive. But then, look it up. So Supporting would have been somebody like, oh boy. The fact that we even got here, kudos I to mean. us. <laughs> look at us without, uh, without our t- smartphones. We've talked about right? like, sometimes like how that can become... Well, actually, let's talk about the Oscars. Because this year is going to be a big fucking change for the Oscars. Because Weinstein is gone, baby. And I was reading something about the Oscars today while we get this mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. I was reading that this is could be the year where all logic in terms of what we thought about the Oscars could be thrown out because people are done. Like Get Out could very get well out. get nominated and win. I hope it does. It's one of my favorite That's movies huge. of the year. I yeah. thought it was brilliant. And I I saw it two days in a row. Mm-hmm. And I it was just by chance that I was with friends and who were going again. I was like, I loved it so much. I'll, I'll sit go. and watch it again. Yeah. And the second time it really holds up. And you know it's one of those movies that's like so fun the first time through. But then you're like... Knowing what's going on the whole right. time, it's so it's it's funny, it's terrifying with brilliant performances. It's a crack smart script. Yeah, it's one of the best movies of the year. I I would love for it. I would love for it to get yeah nominations and and win. Why not? It you was know great. what? What would be a real gag was if they're not going to give a best picture because they still have their hangups about that. Whatever, like their genre hangups or honestly the racism in the academy is like a very real thing. Just because they're majority white, like they just. Right. There's, also the industry like there's very yeah. few films that you know it's like they have very few that they actually see the problem too is it's a lot of old white people yes who don't see things they don't they don't see movies on Netflix right 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 like so Beasts, of, the, Beasts of No Nation or whatever that brilliant yeah, performance yeah, yeah. they didn't they just didn't watch it uh-huh, right uh-huh. I, I you know I think there's also there are factors like that I don't think they're overtly racist as much as just they're limited in what they get access to. And when they have and so they, much, yes. they're going to pick the stuff that appeals and to them. And they have so much old white man stuff in front of them. Exactly. And so that's and why so I feel like... It's our job to change all that. Exactly. And you see that every year the Academy, like the invitations they send out getting more diverse. I yeah. think like if they were to just, if Jordan Peele were to win Best Director. Oh my you know, God. That would, that would be, be amazing. amazing. Or even be nominated and Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, like come on, uh, acknowledge good. Oh uh, yeah, God. you saw it and you said it was fucking amazing Cried twice and i'm not like i love greta I, I i i didn't love mistress america but that was noah Baumbach. but um god ladybird fucking destroyed me um okay so who won best supporting actress and this is 
like this is you're gonna be like oh of course and you know we're gonna have our thoughts oh my gosh marissa yeah marissa 100 yeah. percent. okay she's brilliant she's brilliant and brilliant. she's gotten so much flack for that oscar and no i way. will say she deserved it 100 percent. she's a genius this is refreshing. In that movie. i'm glad you guys are saying no, this i thought she was incredible in that movie and also given the you know idiot ass Faye Dunaway this year when she said La La Land yeah. you know that Jack Palance didn't mess yeah. up because for years they were saying Jack Palance was old and crazy and he read the wrong yeah, name yeah, yeah. You know, if he read the wrong name they would have corrected him they would have said something she won the award full out she was wonderful yep yep and, uh, and she has proven herself time and time again tenfold I mean in the bedroom uh, before the devil knows you're dead. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The wrestler. The wrestler. I would have voted for her. Yes. I would have voted for her, honestly. And I it know. was Penelope Cruz that won that oh, year. Oh, right, right, right. And, you also know. Also great. Yeah. But I'm, but I, but yeah, I will totally. It's. I, I will support her. Yeah. Marissa. We'll support Marissa. For me, it's, a, it's about Marissa always. Yeah. Now, um, there was also some, some conversation about for best actress, they were saying, like, you know, like everyone was very gung ho about Kate Winslet there for a while for this new Woody Allen movie, and now oh, you sure, just hear sure, people sure. stop talking about yep, it. Yep, yep. Because yeah. and, and this it's movie, gotta suck so much when it is that when it's you're just the actor in the equation and you're giving the performance and you're Kate Winslet and you're yeah. like, you know, I also believe she probably doesn't care about getting an. She has an Oscar. She has one. Yeah, she has one She's yeah. amazing. I don't know anyone who says Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's a bad actor. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. You know, or whatever. I mean, like they, she's she's thoroughly. Yeah. Earned. She's thoroughly, she's thoroughly lauded, and she's been that. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, in terms of like things might change. Yeah. It's like even the Woody Allen factor. Yeah. It's like you just see like the pundits like stop talking about that. Yeah. You know. Now they they're saying this could be the year where it's like you see a thriller nominated again for best picture. Mm-hmm. You see a movie, perhaps well, two. I don't understand why we have such double standards because right. to me. The woman who was the mom in the Babadook mm. gave the one of the best performances of the year last year or two versions yeah. when that came mm-hmm, out. I was like, mm-hmm. that deserves a nomination. Like, we give people these awards for these sweeping period piece. You wore a wig and right. you know you wore a nose or whatever. And I mean, again, <laughs> you wore a even, nose. I'm not even we saying that specific. About. I mean, I, I love her and yeah, I think and she also deserves. I mean, fine performance, one hundred percent. But you know, but I'm just saying, like, why are thrillers or comedies right. considered? less valid I think you know that it yeah. all should be you know part of the equation and the interesting thing is they didn't always that wasn't always the case like if you look back in the 70s you got um, um I mean even with Marissa n- even with like that's a great example Marissa right I mean like there's winning. always small mm-hmm. exceptions it seems like the general rule is though there's those categories and if you kind of play this part sure like for example if you were playing a supportive wife and the film is good, your chances in Best Supporting Actress look very good. Yeah. Right, right. But there was a, um, Ellen Burstyn mm-hmm. in the 70s was nominated for playing the mother of Regan in, in The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yes. Right, right, right. And for Carrie, Best Actress. Both act- uh, and Carrie, Piper Laurie, and Susie Spacek were nominated as right. well. And yeah, yeah, they did. Sissy. It seemed, and also you know. Robert Shaw. Never won. Robert Shaw for Just. No, she has. She, she won has. for, for Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, okay. Now, screaming at that. Sissy never won. No, she did. Coal Miner's Daughter. 
it's such a thing that we have us gays, isn't it? This inherent yes. knowledge Walk of this award and women. <laughs> and it's about women, women and their awards. Oh, well, I don't care about. We the really honor. don't care about the men with the awards the they wore. We're like the women and their. Oh, give them a statue. <laughs> yes, they need. It. I want to stand them. I want, I want to, to know, see them stand and hold it high. I know. I love, it, but I love it. Um, don't, yeah. uh, prior guests, friends of the show, John Early, Cole School, did an interview for. Kate Never Play heard Mac. of them. They Never sound like trash. They don't sound like real nightmare garbage bags. Hacks, both of them. They did an interview in in Cake Boy magazine, which is like a Brooklyn queer magazine, talking about like why like why women like why is it exclusively women? Should we feel bad that it's we're only scrutinizing (laughs) women? But it's like no, it's like but if you're gonna ask any of us about who our favorite male actors are, we're just gonna be like I don't know fucking Nicolas Cage. I I know, I know, exactly. Those answers. I don't even know. I do think it's important though that we start the conversation. um, as gay men about about gay men. I know oh, that yeah. sounds really self-involved and naval gay to be like, we need it more, but we don't lift each other up. I like agree. we lift, I mean. You're right. Uh, thank God we lift women up because, you know, straight male cultures had to learn from us like, hey, mm-hmm. be nice to women, lift yeah, them up, yeah, yeah. celebrate yeah. them. But I, I had this moment uh, earlier this year at an Adam Lambert concert. Mm-hmm. I saw him on... Um, as the you know lead singer of Queen, he's touring yep, with Queen. Yep, yeah, that's yep. right, that's right. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever he's seen. He's brilliant. He's amazing. And I was like, you know what pisses me off is that in our culture, mm-hmm. we uh, it, pick a gay bar. Yep. Yeah. And if some fair to middling, you know, CW straight star walked into a gay bar, mm-hmm. we would be losing our minds. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so and so. He mm-hmm. was on three episodes of you know fill in the blank. If Adam Lambert walked in, Ugh. our reaction would be like, "Ah, oh, this bitch." Yeah, and we should be laying down the red carpet for, yep. for, uh, you know. And I just think that that's something that we're not there yet. We have a weirdness about accepting among our own, yeah. royalty. I mean, and again, yes. like, just celebrate what what the gay men are doing. We agree. Too. Are you going to quote someone? I, I actually no. I was just oh. going to mention, um, even with the announcement of Boys in the Band. You I saw know. a little right. bit of this, and yeah. you saw a little bit, and you know, to be honest with you, I guess maybe like my, my instinct a little bit was to be like, Ugh, those four again, right? But they're and all because amazing you know, actors. but they're, they're all theater incredibly actors. talented. Yes. They're gonna do a great fucking job. They have yes. a theater experience, and you know already. what? Absolutely. Yeah. That you know what's fucking brilliant? They could f- put four gay men in that cast and they're all stars and they're all going to be amazing and that means something because you know what five years ago maybe even two years ago you know half that cast is straight absolutely yeah. and you have these people who have all deserved it who have all worked their ass off who yes, are who 100%. are going to kill it yeah i mean i think every one of us is a little bit like uh why not me right but uh <laughs> oh my god they're honestly some of the greatest i mean i saw that lineup and i was like they are also. We're also lucky to get to watch this. So lucky. These guys are fabulous. I mean, I've I've been blown away by all of them in different yeah. ways, and I just and 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 yes, we're we're telling our stories, mm-hmm. and we're in front of people, and and you absolutely, we have to acknowledge that moment. But you're right, we didn't even take a moment to say, look, an all gay cast, right. outcast of stars mm-hmm. yep. in a huge Broadway show. Yep. We immediately go into, oh, these bitches of again. Of course right. it's them. Of course right. it's them. Oh, is it Ryan Murphy produced? Like, you could have like, said you know that. What? There needs to be, you know, opportunities for more. And yeah. there needs to be, you know, and it's, yeah, it's happening. But, yeah. I wonder, it is happening. A couple things. I wonder, well, one, like, yeah, I had that same reaction to Boys in the Band. 
Um, and I feel like this just means only good things for other things. Because right now it's like, Call Me By Your Name is going to come out. And it's like, okay, cool. But also, both of these actors are straight. Again. Um, and so hopefully that'll like ripple out into these other industries. But right. and the second thing is, I think, I don't know. This might seem, this might not be a fair thing to say. Go for it. But is part of that like instinct to be like that bitch? Like, is is it? Is it linked to it all with what Drew sort of just said just now? Where, and I feel this way too, where it's like, why not me? I feel like that's part of it, right? It might be. And it might be, uh, I always, I, I feel so, I have such a weird relationship with the familiarity mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. Because part of me loves it. Part of me loves that I can go into a gay bar and if people know who I am and what I do, I'm approachable. If they would tell me they like what I do, it makes my night. It's like so great. I love it. And mm-hmm. I love that like I'm here. I got here yesterday and I went to Julius and somebody came up and was like, I like your podcast. And we talked for a minute and uh-huh. it was like immediately I was like, you know, um, and if, you know, I feel like I, I that is that is I always want to be able to have yeah. that yes. and have that relationship. Right. And I love that. And I feel like if um, I don't know, like if I was like. A movie star or something, somebody might look across the room and go, oh, I can't go talk to him. Sure. He's too big of a, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that with that comes the next person to come up and immediately go into this kind of bitchy familiarity that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you haven't earned that. Yeah. You know, and I, and it's, I don't have an answer for that, but it's, it always, it's, sometimes I can get my feelings hurt by a stranger who was genuinely trying to compliment me. Yeah. But. Also, I mean, I play a lot of horrible asshole characters, and so I think people think like, "Oh, I'm going to come up and just say the bitchiest thing, and you'll find it hilarious." And I'm like, "No, I'll just start sobbing. Yeah. That's that's yeah. me." But um, or I'll just get weird and have to shut down and start talking too much and run away. Oh, that's... But um, so I know it's like a thing where we are very uh, yeah. I think we feel very close to it, mm-hmm. and also like every gay person's invited to every gay thing, like yeah. just in yeah, parties. Yeah, yeah. And we, so we see each other, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, uh, weird to right. see famous gay people at, right. you know, out at bars and at parties and because we're all like in the world together. Sure. Sure. So you do feel a little bit like, Oh, I know this bitch. Yeah. So yeah, some of yeah. that's not terrible. Right. Totally. I just think it's like, and again, I would never, uh, you know what I was saying earlier about like, you know, like someone walking in and be like, don't ever go up and talk to them. It's like, yeah, it's it's wonderful when people come up and say something nice and support. But I do think there is still part of us where we think, you know, we think there's a glass ceiling mm-hmm. and we think we have our, we, you know, I have a, we have our gay thing. And mm-hmm. then our, the, our goal is to ultimately be with the straights. Our yes, goal is sure. ultimately to be accepted by straight culture yep, yep. and straight culture, at least the straight people that I know and care about, Love us and don't care yeah. and don't at all look at us that way. Yep. They don't categorize us that way. We categorize us that way. And yeah. I think that's something that's very important for us to not look at straight people and say, oh, you're because, uh, yeah, they're always going to be horrible, homophobic people. But right. who we don't know those. We don't hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our straight friends are like the first ones to like em- embrace and include and sure. accept who we are, and what yeah. we're about and not categorize us as their gay friend. Just like we're taught like. Don't talk about your black friend. You know what I mean? It's this. It's they're taught in the same totally. sort yeah. of vernacular. Like see them as a person. Right. But sometimes in our own culture, we see, 
we kind of we bottle each other up in because a way. you feel entitled to that attack. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they they're part of me, so I can judge them, honey. Like yeah. I know where they come from and so I'm gonna read them to filth. And there's and and it's really what it is is you feel that there's only so many spots. Yes. Or it's that there's some element of I'll say just because from first hand experience, I'll say some ele- element of self loathing, some element of well, there's this shared experience that we start off at anyway, and that I can sort of I've I've earned the right when you haven't to right. Right, because you know you're so. I, wow, you've really touched on something. I feel like gay, gay culture hasn't really recalibrated to this like socialization. It's like, yeah, like okay. So Joel and I, uh, our friend, my friend Joel and I, just did a show in Philly. Uh, I just came back today, and you know we were out at the, the bars last night. It was really fun. Philly has a very nice, what I'll say, with no pejorative at all, unpretentious gay nightlife scene. Mm-hmm. So welcoming, so fun, so nice for everybody. Um. But people come. People came to the show, and then uh, we ran into some people uh, afterwards at the bars, and they would come up and be like, um, or even just tweet at us things like, "Are you? Do you two fuck each other? Or is that like, <gasps> like just?" They would just say these really offhand things, and I'm like, and I think I don't know if that's in that same neighborhood of like people because you're this because you're Asian I don't know or? because they're like, do you guys fuck each other? Because that would be like my masturbation, like that would be my masturbation fantasy for sure. Like just. You're like what fetishism, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's problematic on a lot of levels, but just uh, like like you also like two comedians I know and love, and right, right, all this weird. How strange! It's like, it's like what a weird thing to just sort of lead with, and then you know, it's you you sort of have to be like, okay, I don't know, like one great that you feel familiar enough with us to well, not great, but like you feel familiar enough enough with us to say mm-hmm. that thing, and then but. On the other side of that, it's like, oh, but how inappropriate. Like, you haven't earned that. I mean, well, right, no one ever right. does. They don't right. obviously don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's so it. So that's, like to- that's like a little bit of a toxic thing. But I think, like, it is a little bit of both. It's I'm jealous and I don't know how to deal with that. And also, also, I feel super familiar with you just because we have this thing in common. And right. I don't have that with a lot of people, right. maybe. Right. And right. so I think you're going to get it. Yeah. And specifically, I also think, and you you touched on this a little bit as well, but with that cast, there's a little bit of like a beauty standard. Oh, right? sure. Which sure. we don't talk about sure. a lot, which is because you don't get there because the first thing you say is like, well, there's not enough gays, obviously, or of course them. But then when you start looking at the cast and, you know, People have called Ryan Murphy out on this a little bit. He certainly has like a type that he hoists to the front. Sure. sure and sure. so you look at that cast and you're like, oh God, like that's the bar. Right. Um, right. And it can feel very right. far away. But again, that's just us getting, I guess, no, a little bit of a taste of what like, women get think, all the time. I think the thing for us all to keep in mind is this is only going to open doors. Exactly. For yeah. it's only going to bring, first of all, millions of people to see this story that they didn't know before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to inspire smaller productions of this play yeah. around the world. You know, oh, yeah. and Definitely. then it's gonna open up other opportunities for completely different shows, completely different yeah. films, pieces, work. It's just it's just an added it's just adding. Sure. It's not detracting. Yep. Right. And so and it doesn't mean because you're not in the boys in the band with Ryan Murphy that you don't matter. Yeah, exactly. That that was your time. That was your chance. <laughs> yeah. But I do think we all have, there was a part of, you know, even uh, to be totally honest, to admit when I saw that, I was like, oh man, I want to be there with, you know. 
Yeah, and you're course. like, that makes no sense. Dr- Dr- like, <laughs> yeah. relax. Like, uh-huh. because I am ultimately so thrilled and so happy. But I think we all have that collective yeah, feeling. Of totally. And I'm just being totally. You know, it's like no. ultimately, it's like it was. It's it's a wonderful thing, and it's because it's like, no, this just means that it, they're making it possible for you to have a. a, a, a a voice as yeah, well, right, you know. They're yeah. finding a place at the table for you as well, and you know. And you're 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 already so close to that table, and you're at this other great table, like equally great table. Um, and I'm at table nineteen. Table nineteen Anna by the Dupont brothers. And, it's rule number twenty three. Enjoy the table you're at, especially if June Squibb is at that table too. My oh mom, my god! I tapped in. You tapped yes. in. My mom fucking loved Table Nineteen, and she saw it on the plane. Um, uh, of course. Okay. Um, we have to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about bright colors and bold patterns. Of course, the Chloe videos. Yeah. Um Oh god, this and is already so off much to a great more. Start. You stupid bitch. <laughs> All right, bye. Hold on, we'll be right back. Ooh, Matt, I'm so excited for our next I Don't Think So Honey Live. I'm very excited. Back to basics. Back to basics. I mean, we've just been through the cult war, which really has us, you know, battered and bruised. But we are ready to bring back the love fest, the cathartic moment that is I Don't Think So Honey. And this cast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've been trying to get some of them for a while. Yes. And can can you believe after three shows, even after two shows? Yeah. The star power is still strong. And not for nothing, but these are going to be 50 people that have never done the live show before. So mm. if you thought we only knew 100 people, bitch, no, oh. there's 50 more in our little black book. And there's more where That's that right. Came we from. fucked them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Joel Kim Booster, hottie. Hottie. We've got Francesca Ramsey, hottie. hottie. we got Sarah Tolomash. We've seen her on Colbert, hottie. hottie. Oh, my God. Mike Kelton, fucking hottie. hottie. Fuck. What a hot Oh, my fucker. God. Brandon Scott Jones, like, fucking hottie. hot. Oh, my God. So hot. We got Akila Hughes. Oh, my God. Hottie. I'm dripping wet. So hot. Oh, my my God, I uh, everyone's love this so group. fucking hot. <sighs> Ooh. Ooh, it's part of Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm, climax. I'm gonna climax. I'm wet for the Bell House. We're gonna be at the Bell House. This is our uh, first show at the Bell House. First show at the Bell House. I mean, we've our home has been little Phil. We're ready to you know pack the capacity at the Bell House, yes. people. This is gonna be so fucking exciting. I'm actually so excited. We've never hosted a show here. We're so glad. It's going to be great. It's part of the Brooklyn Podcast Festival yeah, on so November 18th at 10 p.m. Yeah, Saturday, November 18th, 10 p.m. This is going to be so, so fun. You're going to, if you miss this show, oh, you'll feel insane. You'll feel insane. You'll feel insane. You'll be at home with the FOMO of a homo. A FOMO of a homo. <laughs> and if you come, guaranteed, you are going to be to us a hottie. A hottie. <laughs> Okay, oh my god, we're back with Drew. Um amazing first half. Let's get into his um show. His can we call it a play? Yes, we, okay. I mean please. I I mean I loved it. That's I, the title of another you. play. Let's call it a play. Ew, that sounds like a Noel Coward. Like <laughs> yeah. we can't come up with it. We have a couple ideas. We'll call it, Let's call it a play. Let's call it a play. <laughs> I, I was in a horrible like reading of a play like years ago, and they were like came to us with like a list of titles, and they were all like that. It was uh, like generic. The things. boy can't stand it, and it was just all like it was just all these horrible like. It's like in um. What's new, in, pussy cat? In uh, two. in uh, all about Eve, like the plays that Betty Davis is in. She's like yeah. aged in wood. 
And they're like, I want to go see a play called Aged in Wood. Thank you. And it's like oh. written on the stars or just one of these titles. You're just like, this means absolutely nothing. nothing. I feel like before um, we continue any further, I have to ask for your feedback on Feud. I really feel you you me? watched Feud. Oh, you're, I feel like you're a scholar Did you watch Feud? Here's the thing. I love that it existed. Yeah. I'm not even being political. I'm so glad that something yeah. knocked the mommy dearest uh, perception sure. of Joan absolutely. Yeah. Crawford. Why can't I come up with her name? Who? <laughs> uh, out of the... Because... That was just a bold-faced lie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mommy Dearest is a drag show. It yep. is kabuki theater. <laughs> it's, it's insanity. Kabuki. It's, kabuki. it's insanity. Yep. Yeah. And it is not, and it's like, I can't believe that Joan Crawford was a, was a warm, tender, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, lovely woman. She uh-huh. was not Diane Weist, okay? <laughs> no. No one is. There's only one, and that's <laughs> Diane, motherfucking That's, that's uh, rule number no, 100 but, in sex <laughs> of culture. There's only one, one Diane Weist, and that's <laughs> Diane fucking Weist. Yes. <laughs> but but she she was a tough woman who yeah. was in a tough business oh, and yeah. she had to yeah. climb and claw. Talk about life. a clean. Talk about clean Talk only. About That's clean. Joan Crawford. <laughs> so I loved that the show really humanized her. Yes. And I thought that and I thought Jessica Lange did an amazing job of humanizing her and not really doing an impression of her. No, no, no. Um I thought Susan Sarandon looked exactly like Betty Davis, but had zero fire and zero music. I'll say it. Also, given, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. you know, Tough. eat a dick, Susan. Sorry. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> uh, but like, but I was so upset by her Betty Davis because I was like, that is sure. the easiest thing to do. And I know you don't want to do a drag performance, but right. it was like, you're not even trying anything. She only went there. She only went like 60% there. And it even. was if that. And yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. this kind of tired. I don't want to be here. And I'm like. Betty Davis was never tired. No. Betty Davis is is dead and yeah. and still awake. Like <laughs> yeah. she's still chewing at the at the earth around her. I Betty Davis that. is is, yep. is so vital. Yeah, and to play her like that, and I just felt like um, I was just the whole time I was like watching her look like that. And then well, they reenacted scenes from mm-hmm. Baby from, Jane yeah. that weren't like that. Right, I was like, we right. know the movie, yeah. so at mm-hmm. least Get at least right. do them when they were like on camera. Betty yeah. Davis is practically screaming but, in Baby Jane. And I also yeah. just think that, like the reason why, I know you want to bring people, make people real and humanize them, but a star is a star, especially from that era, yep. and they yeah. were over the top. Right, that right, was right. their reality. That was their truth. Yep. So to have them like that, I was just so I was frustrated with it. To that's, be quite that's honest, that's a great answer. However, I watched the whole thing, yep, and yeah. I totally would watch another one. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I love will. what he does, and and thank God for making that. Yes, yeah. I will say I really enjoyed Susan Strandon in the quieter moments, like like in the final it, episode, in the, in the yeah. behind the scenes quote unquote mm-hmm. moments where you you didn't have Betty performing as Betty because I agree it didn't match the reality of her right um i thought she she acted the scenes well opposite jessica when they were getting real mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i also don't think she was given too much like yeah. she her, her i think she had the oscars episode where she really had a lot to do but mm-hmm. then the rest of it was kind of like very much the jessica show yeah um but it yeah. was funny because the big moments that were supposed to be these like incomparable Betty moments, like when she walks onto the set for the first time in character mm-hmm. as Baby Jane. I was like, that was supposed to feel bigger that was than to be it a was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can anyway, feel the direction well, doing something for Susan. The scenes with Kiernan Shipka, I felt like were just like 
What's your verdict on Kiernan Shipka? She's fine. I'm saying, no, but I'm saying Susan Sarandon acting opposite Kiernan Shipka. No, I know, but I'm asking, what are your thoughts on Kiernan? Do we have to have thoughts on Kiernan Shipka? I think we do. I think we do. And you know what else? Because they fucking won't stop shoving Millie Bobby Brown down our throats now. Well, that's true. She's goddamn ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to save that for the end of the episode, if you know what I mean. Save that for later. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's a great assessment. And you and Aaron Jackson, do you know Aaron? He's a great New York comedian. He's Why do I know his? I feel like he's fantastic. You guys okay. get along. He's on the opposition that show on Jordan Comedy Clapper. Central now. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, he's, sure. He's a wonderful, 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 oh, wonderful person. Cool. You, he's an, another scholar of Betty. You guys should have oh, an amazing yeah. we conversation. Have a, we together. have a good convo about that. Totally. Okay, let's talk um, about. Okay, sorry, my show. I got off track, and I'm like here to talk about my show. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Thank you, honey. Thank you. And it's so it's good. uh it's uh it's definitely more of a play than when you if you saw it at Ars Nova. Right. It was in. The, it's more of a cabaret form, and now it's. It's a play. It's um, it's set on the night before a gay wedding in mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing a character who's uh, going through it in a Jerry? real crisis. Uh, Gary. Gary. Yeah. Um, and he's going through a real crisis the night before. His one of his one of the grooms is one of his best friends from mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's marrying somebody that he doesn't really approve of, and he's going to basically party and hold court and wreak havoc and ruin things the night before the wedding. Yeah. So I'm I'm um, I'm talking to. Um, uh, pool furniture and chairs as if there are other people on stage with me and just god it's I don't know and this is just a very like superficial assessment but like the way and this is even back in Ars Nova and that's why and forgive me for like questioning this like the existence existentially if I should call it a player or whatever because um, even in that space like you just like just spatially it just was so it was just so god I'm having such trouble finding the words but it was just so um so compelling for uh, to you. watch you. It was it oh, was just so good. So it's good. so it's really fun to do. I believe I have other people out there. My my first director on the show when I was when I was writing put it together, Molly Prather, in L. A. had me had me rehearse with real people. So I rehearsed mm. as if there were real people on stage, and that Smart. that that was unbelievable. And she also really helped with the writing. And then in this uh, this iteration, Michael Yuri is directing. I don't know if we mentioned yeah. that. I think we oh. did it earlier. Or maybe I don't know. Um, and uh, just name him as much as we can on this uh, episode. <laughs> Michael. Uh, you need Michael. Michael. Yuri. Hello. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, he has done this amazing job of fleshing it into a, a, a play, into wow. a production. Very cool. And also given me so much um, advice as someone who's done a lot of solo shows himself mm-hmm. and also is just an incredible director. Like he gave, he had a thought about a huge chunk of the piece last week when I was doing it in L.A. and said, Try it this way, and had a whole different way of trying a whole section, and I think it's better than it's ever been. Wow! And I did, got to tell him yesterday when I saw him, I was like, "It's working better than ever in this ah. one section because of your insight." So he's constantly working on it <sighs> about try this and play it this way, and he's just, uh, you know, he's incredible. And so, um, but yeah, it's every night's a party, and it feels like I'm up there with with people, and it right, feels huh? different every night, yeah. and it's just me up there, um, you know, getting really hammered. And just you know, okay. just going, going for it, and swinging, oh. swinging, swinging, swinging high in a real way. <laughs> By the end of the show, are you a little tipsy? Um, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could. Some people can. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I take it as a compliment when people think I'm really getting right. hammered up there. But I was like, there's no way. I do have a a 75 minute play in my head. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. I can't yeah, yeah. sit up there and get like just. I mean, can you imagine the sheer <laughs> narcissism slash alcoholism of yeah, just right. being like, out. pay money, I'm going to get really hammered and then I'm going to say things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No responsibility oh. for me. <laughs> no, no so I mean, it's scripted, you know. Totally. And it ends in such like, and I, I, maybe this has changed since um, like the last iteration that I saw, um, but it ends in such a 
just like a just like a really sobering place. I feel. Does no, it? Would you, yeah. would you would you say that's still true? Yeah, it ends. It's so. It's. Um, I don't want to spoil too. It's much. the course of a night before yeah. the wedding, mm-hmm. and it just gets real messy. And, and the kernel of truth that I think you try to hit is with like equality, let's say, mm-hmm. or with you know parody or assimilation into this. The you know culture of just like okay let's try to like have equality in the same way that straight people live through their sure. lives like what are we sort of losing in that and what are we gaining from participating yeah, yeah, yeah. in it absolutely yeah, right. and I and I really don't have an answer for that I, but I wanted to raise those questions yeah. and I really wanted to say not only what are we losing but what do we have what do we stand to lose exactly uh, because um, as You know, you have gay kids coming out younger and younger, which is obviously a wonderful thing, and parents that are more and more supportive. The backlash is you have a lot of gay kids saying, I don't need to learn about my history. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, and I'm not like that gay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like this. I'm quote unquote normal. And, you know, my sort of argument is normal is boring and be bright and be bold and be out there and don't lose that. Um, and, and and you can have it all, yeah. and we should have it all. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's not a trade off to have equality to also say I can't be queer anymore. Right. And I think my play is, as I've done it more, it's more about queerness, yes, than it is a, a, about equality. About equality. Yeah. It's about keeping that. And 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 um, you know, and I'm actually playing a character who is uh, who thinks he knows everything, who ends up learning himself from the younger character mm. in the show a mm-hmm. lot. I think and. You know, so I wanted to just raise a lot of these questions that I wanted um, very much to sort of make us remember like that this is not also I feel like the second that marriage became, you know, legal, mm-hmm. it was as if our culture told us that we all had to want that. Right. And that was the yeah. answer for all of us, yep. because mm-hmm. now every gay magazine has a wedding section and every you know, and that that was the thing that I was just like, this is crazy because. I kind of grew up never thinking this would happen. Right. And that's not healthy either, of course. Sure. And I ultimately w- would love to get married and I yep. would love to, to you know, to settle down and have a husband and, and, you know, but there's also part of me that's like loves being single and I've seen the benefits of, you know, of, uh, you know, on both sides. Sure. And I think there's no right answer for anybody. Well, that's the thing. It's like marriage is sort of noxious in that same way that it is in straight culture absolutely too. and the coolest thing is when you know when when I did it last year having people because uh, you know once I started doing the play for audiences outside of you know necessarily the gay community mm-hmm. and a lot of older people were coming uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I had an older couple come up to me after the show and they were like our friends got terrible when they got married too <laughs> and they were it was this it's old so straight true. couple you know and they yeah, wanted to talk about so marriage and so you know, I love the you know the conversations that yeah. it elicits at the end, and um, and I wanted to play somebody who I also wanted to make our audiences see this gay guy because yeah. we don't see this guy. Mm-hmm. We write and and to what we we're talking about earlier, we write really idealized. We want to see beautiful gay people mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. We want to see straight yeah. acting, whatever that means. But we know what it means, yeah. gay people on TV. We want to see sassy mm-hmm. uh, gay people on TV who aren't. At all dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to write that big, loud nightmare right. that we're afraid of being, yeah. that we maybe have been at times, that we definitely all know. Right. And I, that's why I purposely made it a solo show, because I could have easily cast actors in the role, but I was like, if you have to just look at this guy, you're trapped at a party with this guy, <laughs> you know? But what's amazing is... You're, and- even like calling him a loud gay guy is just too is not is doing a disservice because it's a loud gay guy who is like reckoning with himself 
and that yeah. is that's the whole sort of arc of the play and yeah it's it's just fantastic it's so well good. thank you i mean i just i also i i I wanted to write my my dream role, and I was, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of it is me. A lot of it has me in it, and a lot of it is not me at all. Um, yeah. And it's fun to sort of play with the uh, the line in between those things. Yeah. A lot of the facts are completely made up, and a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the stories are I lived every second of them sure, that sure. are in there. And then, um, you know, but I also it was like I love Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Right. I love mm-hmm. you know I love what the you know the 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 big drunk. I'm going to tell you the truth. August Osage County. I love that stuff. And I'm like, I want to write that part for myself. That's like any good solo show or any good one man or one woman show. It's half based in real truth and half aspirational. This is what I, what I wrote for myself to get out of this experience on stage. I always thought, you know, I remember uh, reading about how to write. There's a a playwright, Jose Rivera, who's a genius. And he wrote, uh, as, um, I have to say he's a friend. It'd be weird if he heard, if Amanda heard this and was like, "Why did he say you know me?" Anyway, he's amazing. But he wrote he wrote uh, something for American Theater about like rules to writing a play. And uh-huh. the one thing I remember the most was you need to have one thing in the play that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Have one thing in the play that people go, "I can't believe that." Have one magical piece, uh-huh. and I have mine in the show. And after you see that, there's one thing that I'm like, "That's actually technically impossible." <laughs> um, and uh, but that's my like because I was like, I want. Some things in there that you're like that can't be true, right? And then yeah. I want other things in there that are like that's Im- that's of course that's true, yes. And then I want people to not know in between, and right. that's what that's what I mean. I, I that's what I enjoy watching. So I also, I I just made something that I would want to go watch. Yes. Well, that's the thing that I I think that's the thing that I love about this play is that it's so grounded. It's it, it lives in realism, but it is it's so fun. You somehow manage to not make that boring. Like it's still oh, so thank you. fun and and carbonated and all this great stuff. Am I okay? Am I making this up? Did you have a line <laughs> about do you still have that line about Gene Triplehorn? Did you ever have a line about Gene Triplehorn in it? Not in that. Okay, never not mind. In that never show. mind. I don't think ever. No, you know what? No, in a Chloe that's video. probably that's a Chloe video. Yeah. You know I what? mentioned Gene Triplehorn <laughs> in a Chloe thank video. Thank God, because just hearing the name Gene Triplehorn is like isn't a that amazing? Beautiful yeah. feeling. When excuse me, when Basic Instinct came out, uh-huh. and I saw the cre- opening credits, and it was like. Gene Triplehorn. <laughs> what a goddamn like, name! Who is good name. That yes. bitch. And I loved her immediately, just yeah, based yeah, on that yeah. name. <laughs> what does that even? Triplehorn. Gene Triplehorn. Even in a movie with a name like Sharon Stone, we yeah, remember. Yeah, you Gene know, Triplehorn. Like, sorry, sorry, Sharon. It's truly. But, oh my god. Now, could it be the Gene Triplehorn connection in uh, Big it, Love that w- that connected us to Chloe? And that is. Oh sure. I want to know. I want to know because these really. These were game changers for us watching it when we first discovered your Chloe videos. What is it about Chloe Sevigny? Like, take us through. Well, it started because I I realized I looked like her. And I looked (laughs) in a mirror and I was like, I look like Chloe Sevigny. And I also... Obsessed. Was obsessed. And it was uh, like when her first like indie movie started to come out, I was in college. I'm just just a few years younger than her. And so like she was starting to hit Mm -hmm. in her early 20s when I was in my late yeah, teens and yeah. I was sort of I was just always following her and I was fascinated yes. by her world and I grew up in small town in North Carolina and I I was reading Interview Magazine mm-hmm. and, and, and Time Out and uh, everything I was obsessed with New York and LA culture and I had none of it at yeah, my fingertips right. and this was back in the eight, in the 90s magazine <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I just she represented the coolest downtown culture. I was like wherever she was Mm -hmm. was where the party was. And Mm -hmm. so it was always she was just kind of always 
somebody that I knew who she was and uh, you know and then it just sort of it was this perfect storm <laughs> when I was doing a sketch show 15 years ago yeah and I looked in the mirror and I said, I look like this actress, Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> I knew exactly who she was. Right. I put her up on stage. I was in a, I was in a gay sketch comedy troupe called The Deviants uh, in 2002. And our director um, hated it. He was like, this is this. He was like, what is this? And who is she? And then I showed him a picture of Chloe Sevigny. And he's like, well, you don't really look like her. And he was like, oh my and God. I was like, and I was name dropping all these things because I'd read an interview with Obsessed. her where she was name dropping all this stuff. And I was like. No one gets these references, and I think that's the point. Yeah, the point is not like for you to really be impressed. It's for you to not even know the ether that you're <laughs> that you're sniffing. It's like you Kingsley don't even get, you don't even know this flavor. And her plus. And so one. I was like, that is so fascinating to me and funny. And I also was at the same time reading <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis. I was reading American Psycho and Glamorama, and I yeah. I've ripped off of Brett Easton Ellis horribly that's as a writer. Such a funny because it's Brett Easton Ellis. It's the way he would write his books, and sure, I was reading. Sure, sure. And so I was just like, what about just list comedy? Where you just the list it, and there's no emotion attached to it whatsoever. Did you have fun at the party? Yes, because so and so, so and so, and so and so were there. <laughs> we ate the following things. Then we, you know, then we. This is what we were wearing, and then it was over. And you're like, you didn't describe a single emotional <laughs> it was just human status. experience. It's just status, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And that was just funny to me because I was like, that's so crazy. So. I put it up on stage. Yep. Uh, it bombed so badly. Oh my god! I got zero laughs. I had the driest mouth. <laughs> I I remember how how dry my mouth was and how embarrassed I was to get up and do it. Oh my god! And no one was laughing. And and I was saying and I was referencing things and I was saying Tilda Swinton <laughs> and I was referencing like Bat Cave and all these like weird you know you know New York places that are no longer here, and I insisted on doing it the next week in the show and my director was like we're pulling it Drew it was the biggest bomb <laughs> he's like Drew you have so many other things and this was so and I go please let me try it one more time oh wow and I don't know why I jumped in the fire a second time and it went well the second time it did and and I never knew until the videos came out I never knew if it was gonna it would either be one or the other it yeah. would never yeah. go medium yep. <laughs> it would either kill or it would die and yeah. it was, there was no in between and then the and then Jim Hansen, uh, my friend yes. uh, years ago, was like, you know, Jim, yes. Yeah. And he was like, I want to make these into videos. Mm. And then that's when they really just took off. And I resisted it for so long because I was like, I'm not a drag queen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This is a bit. Yeah. This is a one-off thing. Sure. It sometimes goes well. It sometimes doesn't yep. go well. <laughs> right. I didn't want to do it for so long. And you wanted Jim, on your own terms to be like, I don't. I don't necessarily want to be known for this specific thing. Right. I, I had no, yeah. no, mm -hmm. I had no interest in that happening. Yeah. And then when it did, thank God it did because uh -huh. I had no, it was, it was my entrance into, into the world <laughs> as I say, but thank God for the internet and thank God for Jim Hansen and saying mm -hmm. these need to be videos because that's how I got to do so many other things. Yeah. And to this day, and I, and now I'm really proud of it and I'm very, it, it, it's, it's um, something that I'm, that I'm very touched if people sure. I, I can't believe people still watch them because it's like YouTube oh. and you're like don't things go away on YouTube you know it's like <laughs> but um, it really it makes my day when people say it that they like them. it holds up too it holds up so it well. holds up like what other video from like from 2010 that long ago like can you still watch and be like this is still funny you know what I mean all the like big sketch videos of that time it's like you watch them now and you're like oh god this there's like something horribly. shitty about them or like <laughs> Revelation that they're problematic in some way. Oh right, but oh, right. like I, I can't wait to find that uh, when Chloe becomes problematic. I, I don't know if it, if it will for it a while. It never will. It can't. I'll fight. It's a I'll fight that to the death. <laughs> no, the fact that you, the fact that Brett Easton Ellis is like that, 
that sort of formal inspiration of just like list comedy is so enlightening. And I've, because I just have been so curious to know what has, what's been the well of specifics and like almost non sequiturs for, for, for those videos where it's like, appreciate like like things like um uh appreciate the casual arrogance of tuesday weld like <laughs> how how do you come like that stayed with me that string that sequence of words has stayed with me for like that long well, and like <laughs> part of me is like there's there's a real disgusting part of me that can slide into that too easily uh, yeah i love it like i can read something and just and i and i you know, I love reading food reviews. Like oh that's a real inspiration. God. I read the LA Weekly as a, and I'm Village Voice. So you guys get, you know, it's sure, the same. Sure, sure. But the the way they will describe a meal that sounds so disgusting, <laughs> and yet it's like high end. And I've always loved, you know, I'm, words are really important to me. And so I, yeah. and, and also names. Anybody that has an offbeat name, yes, that yeah. sounds like Gene Triplehorn, Gene Triplehorn, Harmony Corinne, Harmony Corinne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so you have a name like that, and I'm like. That's interesting. <laughs> so I sort of, you know, and a lot of it is just, a lot of it was when Jim and I would get together and we would just sit and we would sound out. We're like, what sounds right. good? I was like, I'm going to say this to you. And what is it? How does it scan? Yeah. Because yep. there's some names that you're like, that doesn't sound as much of a punch as when you say, you know, so it's a lot of trial and error. And the then best that's is a linguistic when, thing. The best is when, like, years later, you'd hear the name and you'd find out who they were. Like, Tinsley Mortimer's now a cast member on Real Housewives. <laughs> and I was like, I literally sat to studio. I was like, Tinsley Mortimer, tell me about what that person is because that's a thing from my past I have to have confirmed. But Tinsley Mortimer and her plus one, yeah, that was yeah. just something from Come the on. fucking like yeah. back annals of my mind. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I think we also, I think it's beyond oh because my God. I'm, I'm very like I, I make a point because I, I don't like when people want to trash the real Chloe Seventy to me because I'm like, oh no, she's great and also about. she, she like, she's Chloe Seventy, she's unique, she's awesome, untouchable, she's yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And talented. But I, I, she is. And I, and I think, but I think my character is the kind of, we all know that person. And I think, yes. what, I think what also, what happened for me, luck wise, like timing wise, was that we started to get that hipster culture started to yes. come up. Yes. And we all knew that person at the party who was name dropping, who they were, whatever. I mean, you know, and I was, you know, in a few years after I was doing it, um, you know, Stefan showed up on SNL. Right, and that yeah, was like Bill yep, Hader's yep. character, which is so funny. And it's like, I think people just start to realize like that we just know that type of person. Yes. Whereas it didn't maybe, it, not in this form. But I think with Chloe, like, I think you gave us like a mental model for like how to poke fun at that in like a like a comedic way because I feel like we all know that socialite that like in totally. like in the great Gatsby what's her is it Jordan Baker the one that who's just at the party and always just like grand the one who gets hit by the car the one who dies the one oh, who I Gatsby think that's Myrtle I think Myrtle that's gets Myrtle. Hit by Myrtle yeah yeah oh god we're going deep oh, we're going to, we're going back to great Gatsby I feel like but I and I don't know if this is a, if this is fair to say for you but I feel like and I don't mean for this to sound like super like eh, whatever uh, cloying I'll say again but. For me, it's informed a lot of my sensibility. Definitely, because like you know, we'll do characters oh, that are God, just like guys. I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna fucking write. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write, write quote unquote a Michiko Kakutani impression quote unquote, <laughs> and, <laughs> it's, and it's just like her like 
it's she's really like she has this voice it's like not a, like what is a Michiko Kakutani right. impression but yeah, it's yeah. Her just sure. like shitting on all these authors and like the specificity like the more obscure the author is the funnier it is and I was like oh but I've seen this be successful before with the Chloe videos oh wow you know? honestly yeah. yeah we I think we watched those videos in a time where we were uh, starting to find our developing developing and it was very very helpful <laughs> it was yeah. a big Thank inspiration you. on that us and so I think sweet. a lot of gay so, comics and also like our straight friends who get it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they know? get it. They when get someone it, gets it, right? get it. I have a question. Have you ever spoken with Chloe Seven years? I have. Yeah. I, I met her years ago at a party. Um, and I, uh, I, it was one of those things I walked in the door and I had no idea she was going to be there. Uh-huh. And, oh my God. And I, and I got super nervous because I'd realized I had never thought of what I would say to her yeah. had I met her. Sure. And I felt like I have to say something, but I don't know what I'm going to say. She was really nice. It was super weird. I got out of there really quickly because I didn't want her to think I was studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. Um, she since did an interview. Like, I did a couple. They like, talked about me later and said that you know she met me. She was he was so nervous to meet me and oh, oh all this stuff and like he thought I hated. I'm like I don't. I here's the thing. <laughs> I am. That's why I always will say I'm an actor before I'm a comedian yeah. and not from any place other than I, I really <laughs> like, I don't enjoy it implies making malice. people. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I, and I, and I'm, and I will own the fact, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm uh, my very first video. I make a really shitty dig at Natasha Leone that I'm not proud of and people, you know, whatever. And I don't like <laughs> that. I didn't know that when the videos were going to happen, they were going to be so big. Sure. I had no clue. It was yeah. the thing I was doing on stage. Yep, yep, yep. And not to, I'm not to give myself, not to be like, I'm, I'm a victim in this, but I do mm. feel, I do feel bad. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people have said, don't feel bad. It's it's funny. It's a joke. And I'm like, it's just not where I come from. Right. I don't come from a place of like, I want to, you know, like make a point, punch somebody when they're down. Yeah. And Natasha Leone was in a really bad she place. And I made a, and I made a, a personal dig at her and I don't feel good about that. And I love Natasha Leone. She's, fucking amazing yeah she truly is yeah and so that i don't and so i when when chloe started to take off like i was like and also it was more interesting to me to create my entire own universe right yeah and so it was like it's sort of divorced from who she is you know in my videos like chloe goes to the moon yeah you know (laughs) chloe you know discovers she has grandparents you know it's like it's not the real chloe semi and so it's like and that to me is so much more free (laughs) it is and so i never want to so when i meet the real person i'm like i feel like i don't want to make them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I, i was also like other people coming up and watching us and taking pictures of us, I'm like, it's yeah. putting her on the spot. Sure, I've been asked to do so many things that I've turned down because I'm like, I mean, I got asked one time by someone that on a, a movie she was in to ambush her on the red carpet at an opening night of her movie. Oh, as no. Chloe, and I was like, I would never no, do that. No, like, no. I, like first of all, I'm not like I'm I I'm good with what I'm doing. I'm doing other yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not so desperate. To do that. that to do that and also I would never on a human level I would never do that to somebody that is horrible it's also to be like and and I and I said um if if I hear from her that she signed off on it I'll yeah. do a bit with her yeah right and of course they never called me back because they're like yeah no, <laughs> no that's not the point way. and it's, it's like this you know these are some really some real bottom feeders in here I'm like I would never <laughs> be on the side of like you know paparazzi and trying to make her because it's like that is so not sure, what I'm about sure. it's so much it's just so much more playful and and um, you know, and and, and I don't know. It's like no. I don't. I, I the, don't the way you're mean. talking about this makes it sound like I mean, no, you are you are putting more thought and consideration into that treatment than 
you're you're putting the exact i mean no i'm just saying like you are uh, that's untouchable like you can't really like poke holes in that and be like well she it is she is she is it is a little bit of a like a, a no it's right. not and about it's her not, it's a it's character not, yeah. it's not and it is it's like about the culture and it's about the world of the and and also like you know hey it's like we you know we we do what we do i just i want to be responsible for what I create and right. not for like tearing somebody else down. Exactly. You know no, what I mean? That's no. not the intent of it. It's like I want to be like please feel free to be like it's you know if you don't like it or you think it's dumb or whatever fine but I don't want it to be like I'm out for blood. Also yeah. there are so many villains in the world. So many yeah, villains. Yeah, Clearly yeah. 70s not one. Yeah, you know not, what I mean? Like come never, on. You've never even punched up or down or even like in any direction. Or all around. Or all, all around. around. <laughs> um it's it's just I'll so punch wild. Punch wild. <laughs> Punching wild. No, that's like also impersonation. You know what I mean? It's like no one's if unless you're out there doing like a fucking and you're an impressionist nailing who this person is at their core. That's like what comedic impersonation is. It's like referencing the person, making a choice, whether it has actually something to do with them or not. It doesn't yeah, well, really it's matter. Also, it's I'm a not reference. A good, I'm not a good impressionist. Like, I always... I mean, I studied the Groundlings, and they were really big into like get an idea of their point right. of view and yeah, play yeah, yeah. a character based on their mm-hmm. perspective. And I always mm-hmm. liked that. And I was like, that's what I can do, and that's that's more free and fun to me than doing a dead on impression. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know. But when I have played people, like I mean, I did for a while. I was doing Ann Coulter, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I I really don't want to do it anymore because I was like. She's awful. Yeah. And the second I come out, it's like I get a laugh because it's like, oh, I walk out on stage. It's like it's a man in drag and it's Ann Coulter. The second I open my mouth, the audience is like, ugh, go away. Yeah. You oh, suck. Wow. You know, and it's just no fun. And I'm like, it's different, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. One thing that I still remember from that workshop that my friend Billy and I took. Oh, my God. I love that you were in that workshop. I that know. I taught. That's it was so, great. And you really you did. You guys were very sweet coming up afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We took. Well, there's the, I the, don't the, remember pa- talking about Jerry Blank, though. We did. You 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 brought up Jerry Blank as an example of, and this is what you said, and this is what I wanted to bring up, is that, like, your favorite characters, and I feel like we both agree, Matt and I both agree, your favorite characters are people who are, like, not totally self-aware of their limitations. Yes, yes, completely. Like, with, like, Absolutely. Jerry, for example, thinking she's, like, some sexual goddess. Yes. And, and, you know, and and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, she's a sexual being, for sure, but, like, it's just the part of the humor. You don't have to, like, just... You know, I, like, know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sure she'd be attracted to some people. Um, <laughs> she's, she's a human being. She has sex. She, she has, has sex. I, mean, uh, I mean, sometimes, I don't know, people... I'm gonna start over. Humanity <laughs> is... No. No, it is. It's true. Yeah, yeah people. That's like, it's a funny uh, that thing. to me was that was something that I also excuse me. I also learned at the Groundlings was that unawareness was their yeah. their comedic flaw. Right, was the yes. thing that they don't know Absolutely. about. Absolutely, yeah. And you play up on that because they they see themselves one way, mm-hmm. and and the audience sees them another way. Yeah, and you can't really so judge funny. them when you're playing them because then they become unlikable. They become mean. They become evil. They they're not fun to play right, when you're right. like, you know, um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's that it's it's always like finding that thing in the character and go, well, how do they see themselves versus how the rest of them see yeah. them? And, and you can feel as a performer too when you're doing the character when you feel disconnected from it or not, and that yeah. usually does have to do with the idea of like, am I actually playing their truth or not? Re- like, yeah. you can be fucking horrible as long as you're playing their truth and you could feel good. I I yeah. just I recently I've been playing 
Paul Ryan, like an, a, oh, a version oh, awesome. of Paul yes, Ryan. Yes, yes. And um, I'll read the script and I'll be like, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then sometimes I'll perform it and I'll be like, oh, this part actually feels a little sad or mean. And mm-hmm. then like you, you have to reconcile, especially when you're playing a real person, when there's real stakes for people. Yes. It can be sometimes hard when yeah. you're living in New York or L.A. and you make a joke about how, you know, Paul Ryan's like – uh, his tax plan will like really hurt people and they'll have to like work three jobs right, and like right. not be able to drive because of their cataracts in their eyes and they don't have health care <laughs> and you're fucking cracking up about it in New York and then like you realize this is going to hit people in a certain yeah, place absolutely. and you're like holy shit wow this doesn't feel great right exactly yeah. Yeah. so yeah, it's, yeah. it's and also a like comedically you're like what is the thing about Paul Ryan that is even driving that Right, you know, right. does he find himself so hot or like it's smooth and vanity yeah I, I, would, I would guess that Rooted in so, privilege and vanity. So when you have that, and maybe how like I'm doing everyone a favor, mm-hmm. and uh, you're welcome, yeah. you know, uh, then that's that's where the fun part comes in. Because yeah. then we can all go, oh wow. Because you know. we can laugh at the human thing about him. Yes. When it's the right, monstrous right, right. thing about him, you're right. like, wow, that's monstrous. Right. And then depressing. you're just commenting. Then you're just preaching in the choir, and you're not really being a comedian as much as you're being like. You know, a, a, a rabble rouser and going, well, we all agree. Like, he's terrible. Like, yeah, you know, and then yeah. it's like finding the thing where you go, oh, wow, that's so. There's yeah. a glimpse. Yeah. 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 Wow. Character workshop from Drew Drogi himself. No, but hey. it's, it's really fascinating, too. It's like when you watch, like, Saturday Night Live now, like, the one, the, the impersonations on that show that separate the, the, the good from the bad for me, I do think there's one big one that I don't love, <laughs> which is Alec Baldwin's Trump, mm-hmm. okay. is it's just this disgusting portrayal of a disgusting person. You're mm-hmm. like, what, what? Is there more here? It doesn't it's, seem like there is. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I think right now, too, like us living in the reality show every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to consider. I think it's hard to be separate from yeah. it and watch it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. But then you see a Tamanix Trump. Oh, and it's, it's, a, it's genius. It's a so whole funny. other level. It's so genius. much better because it puts he's playing. Great, he's, he's genius. Truly yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And it's playing a reality we don't see on right. SNL. Um, anyway. <laughs> I know. He's, and Tony's amazing. So, he's so just funny. brilliant. Um, I think it's time to move on to I Don't Think So, okay. Honey. It's okay. Time. So All this right. is the moment, um, Drew, where we take one minute to rail against something in culture we should say mm-hmm. on november 18th you guys we are going to have i don't think so honey live at the bell house we have 50 comedians all lined up um that you haven't seen on our live shows before these are 50 brand new comics they're going to do and i don't think so honey it's going to be very fun at the bell house at 10 p.m as part of brooklyn podcast festival yes so we're so excited about that that's next week um we're going to take each of our respective uh minutes right now to rail against culture and i have one you have one you okay have one. let's, I have let's one. start with matt let's okay matt will go then me and so drew can sort of get the sense great. of how this is done i love it great and love then it. he'll do one himself this is matt rogers's i don't think so honey his time starts now i don't think so honey all of you trying to shove millie bobby brown down our throats <laughs> i don't think so honey bitch also you need to start dressing her age appropriate i saw her walk out from a talk show the other day she looked like a fucking 35 year old magazine editrix she oh was dressed God. like a fucking bitch and she is a 13 year old girl that's stranger things I don't think so honey wow. bitch let me tell you something don't try to Emma Watsonize this girl just yet let's get through more than seconds. two seasons of a fucking show before we can make a commitment to this girl bitch CAA come on oh. you have her on every goddamn show she is ubiquitous honey and we need to take a breath and think do we want to do this because there might be no turning seconds. back she's a talent 
talented girl, honey, but I don't think it fucking matters. Can she do more than 11? We don't know. Give her the opportunity. Yes, she is a charming guest on, a, on the East Talk Five shows. seconds. Yes, she certainly slayed a rap on Jimmy Fallon, but also, why is this white bitch rapping? I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Yes. Wow, bravo. I'm saying Millie Bobby Eddie Brown. Tricks. <laughs> at a trick. At a trick. She you. looked like fucking Miranda Priestly. Oh, my God. God. She had little tiny glasses and a fucking yellow suit, and I, I was like, "This bitch is I love that you're, I love that you're like over her, and also want to give her a chance. You know yeah, what? But, because it's I, I think both are. I think it's complicated. Yeah. I think both are valid. Here's the thing: you have to let her. Let her be her. You have to. You have to let her sink into this. Like sure. throwing her out there at 13 years old. She's had massive success. I think you know she very nearly won that Emmy. I think yeah. very close. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it was a toss up actually because I thought Tandy Newton was taking that shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And who won? For I'm sorry, supporting actress drama. I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh fucking um. Oh, oh my god, why am I forgetting her name? Hulu. Uh, she said Hulu. Oh, 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 oh uh, fucking uh, uh, legend. Um, 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 um and Dowd. And Dowd. And Dowd. And so you know what that makes me think because I you said legend. I was like Mia Sarah. <laughs> God, where am I? Where's my head? And Dowd is like She's... not a household name by any means. So that makes me feel like it must have been a very close race. And Dowd, Millie, and I think there Tandy. Were, I think there were Tandy fans. I think there were Chrissy Metz fans from This Is Us. Oh, sure. I think there were t- um, fucking Millie Bobby Brown fans. And I think there were Ann Dowd fans. I think that was like a, a fucking race. But anyway, Millie Bobby Brown, I'm just saying it's early to make her this is it, A-list star. Is it? Are you, are you, um, is the source, is it sort of this like, it's everything? I'll it's, tell you it's the all reaching? Is, no, no, no. Or is it like her stylist that you want to like, take no, no, no. With? It, her stylist is part of it because they're trying to dress her like yeah, this yeah, 20s yeah, like star. ingenue. And I'm like, girl, she's 13 years old. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's not, I, not that like I, we're critiquing the way they dress these no, people, no, no. but you know, she looks like the it kind of Hollywood to, fashion icon. It speaks yeah, yeah. to like the larger, her, her treatment. Uh, like, you, you brought CAA into this. I it's, can't believe yeah. Yes. It's the ubiquity. <laughs> That will, I think, if they're not careful, affect her performances. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to let her kind of, you know, how much do you change between 13 and 18? You have to let her go through that. Like, let's not fucking Hollywood her. Let's not dehumanize her. Yeah, let's, mm-hmm. not, let's not, like, do something to her, which maybe we did to, you know, some of these other younger actresses that didn't, that got confused and, you know, fucked up. You know what I mean? Let's let her, if she's truly talented girl and special talent, like... And time know. will tell. We just have no right. way. We have no way of knowing. Yeah. You just see yeah. them separate her from the boys on the cast a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, we got the cast of Stranger Things and it'll be the boys. And then it's like Millie Bobby Brown is like this separate thing. And if I was the agent of the other kids, I'd be like, hold on. Um, actually, got, if yeah. she's going to be doing her own thing, my kid with the cute little gap in his teeth and the shaggy hair, well, he's not going to go on this interview with the rest of them. Book him by himself, yeah. too. Uh-huh. He's pretty sure. special, too. He's so special. He's wonderful. And Amazing singer. His, I know his mm. video of him singing so adorable that, at that uh, karaoke when he's singing Les Mis is just oh, blow incredible. Blow you apart. Oh yeah, wow, yeah. Gat, well, he's Gatton Matarazzo. Yeah, G- yes, Matarazzo. Yes, yeah. What a Google. what a yeah. what a star. Name. Sure. All right, that's a, that's a Chloe specific for yeah. you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and Gatton Matarazzo. <laughs> Here we go. This Billy is my Bobby turn. Brown is one too. Fuck. Oh, of course. Um, this is Bo and Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. His time will start now. I don't think so, honey. People who are not equally gagged for Alfre Waters are <gasps> in The Lion King. Yes! There are two females.
female leads and the one who's playing the hyena too. Sarabi! Yes, well, no, Sarabi, Alfre Woodard. We have not given Alfre Woodard a chance since that fucking DC show with Katherine Heigl. That was her last big thing, am I right? Yes, honey. We need to give Alfre another chance, and I think this is so refreshing. And you guys, we need... The children have forgotten Alfre Woodard. Alfre. And she could even make season two of Desperate Housewives 30 seconds. tolerable. <gasps> and she... Betty Applewhite. Betty Applewhite, bitch. And she had that son who was violent. Matthew Applewhite. Matthew Applewhite. She locked him in the basement. And look, it she, was him. That was... What a campy-ass season of TV that she made fun and, and entertaining, but still grounded in that emotion. She can st she can stare at a fucking camera down the fucking barrel. <laughs> and, 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 I'd, and I'd be fucking shivering in my boots. Shivering, you know what I mean, shaking in my boots. Five seconds. I can't find the words, but you know what? I have the emotion because I love Alfre Woodard and I can't wait to see her voice a lioness. That's and that's one minute. <laughs> yeah. She will voice oh Sarabi, honey. I said, you're part I of my Alfre tribe Woodard. if yes. you are most gagged for Alfre Woodard. Absolutely. In that have film. you seen Passion Fish? No. Oh my God! You got to see Passion Fish. Is that, that that's like that's like classic Alfre? John Sayles movie Alfre. with uh, Mary McDonald. It's a, oh. Yeah, oh my God! It's amazing. I got it. She's the oh, and there's an amazing monologue. Okay, I, I didn't ask for the anal probe. Oh People my that god! People that know that will know it. There's an amazing monologue by a girl you don't even see in the whole. You got to watch this movie. Okay, it's okay. Great. You will lose Passion your mind. Fish. Let's go. It was like it was the indie, the '90s. Everyone's yes. like, Alfie yes. Woodard is amazing. Do you know the movie Heart and Souls? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. The musical touches my heart. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, okay, it. so now it's time. Okay, mine's uh, mine's. Uh, I, I mean, here we go. I'm not even gonna. I'm no, not even gonna. Qualify. There's no right or wrong okay. way. No, this is Drew Drogi's. I don't think so, honey. Okay, time starts now. I don't think so, honey. And I'm not saying this as some 2007 <laughs> YouTube Qualified. has been. I I used to be in things that matter. <laughs> I've said three lines on New Girl. I'm the hot shit. I do shows in the basement of a fucking Mexican restaurant in L.A. I'm not saying at this point, but I don't think so, honey. Don't expect me to always remember you every fucking inch of the day and everywhere Whoa, I go. Yes, you know, I'm sorry when you go out. Yes. And I'm not saying that, I'm saying this as a human being. Yes, yes. I don't expect anyone to remember me 30 seconds. when yeah. I go out. So it's like, it is a thing when you are coming up and if and if I reintroduce myself, give me your goddamn yep. name. Yeah, no attitude. Don't tell me uh, we've met. We've met oh, before. have we? I hate that. Have we? Be more interesting. Ah! Here's a choice. Make, you know, you know, do something. Because now I'll remember you. Seconds. Bitch, ah! now I'll remember you. From yeah. now on, we have have met and you know what I don't think so honey yes alright goodbye <laughs> goodbye wow with seven minutes with seven seconds to spare it doesn't matter you know what the point has been made bitch cogently it's so true I get when so irritated by that when yeah. people and it's like we're out and you're like here's the thing and, and I'm not even saying it from a place of like I'm so important we are all every one of us is on online. Mm -hmm. We're all on TV. We're all on me. We're on media. We're on media. We, all of us. Yes. Every single. And I'm saying everyone listening to this. We're all on things. You see pictures of people on dating apps and on Facebook and on you know Instagram, whatever. So we see each other at all different times and yes. spaces. And and also you don't know you're in a you know and. You, we cannot be. Our brains it's are not, not possible. wired. We have to not evolved to that. We are. We're, and so when yeah. they imply that you're being a bad person, because another thing too, oh. like there are times that I will remember meeting somebody, and I'm like, they're not gonna remember me, so I'll reintroduce myself. Yes. And if they uh, and they make it weird. I'm like, you know what? That's on you. I'm yeah. just. Let's just. <laughs> you're let's meeting start them halfway. Over. Yeah. Right. Honestly, you were right too because you don't forget. And forever, those people that do that to me that are like, we've met. Actually, uh -huh. I will never forget that oh, you yeah. acted like. And that. now you don't want me to remember you in this <laughs> nope. way because now you've switched over. There's a couple people I deal with now more than I was before, and they acted like that, and I'll, I'll never get over. Can it. I make mm -hmm. the argument that there is a nice way to do that though? Because absolutely, I've, I've done this before. It's like 100. It's like, oh hi, um, oh. 
actually, I think we've met before, though. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I that's think so we met different. at this thing. It was that crowded. That is so different. It's, yeah. it is, there's such a different thing when you can say, you know, we met at so-and-so, we so-and-so, yeah, and yeah, at yeah. the party, and, blah, and you know, and, blah, and right. they're like, oh, it's so nice to see you again. Even yes. if you don't remember. The thing is, it's like, it's such a dance every time you leave the house. Can you even get it all together to leave the house? You know? <laughs> so you're going out, and you're seeing people, and you're just like, you know... But when they say we've met and they imply that uh, like you're too good. How dare to you re- not hold or they're like, like, yeah, several times. Yeah, whatever. And it's just a thing where you're like, I, I guess I'm in trouble. Ugh. Also, like, what do you want from me right, right now? Do you want to shame me from that? What and is the I penance, think they do want you know? to. And there's a, they, they might. And it's yeah. like, that's on them. But it's like, I don't feel bad. The, the, the takeaway is it doesn't. It, it doesn't hurt my feelings when it happens, but you did not make me feel bad. No. You just right. were an asshole to me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a, you know, it's like I didn't go, oh man, I need you to remember so and so. It's like, no, so and so sucks. So now I remember I you know, so yes. and so. Yep. On the set of Tommy Dew's uh, short film, Mask Only, which you just see. That, which that's is so great, which so is starring Bo and Yang. Uh, which Drew Drogi directed. Um, on the set, I went up to Drew. I go, hi. It's I, we we re, were reintroduced, and I think I even just. I hope I didn't. Do, well, no, what I, my memory but was. I knew who you were too. I, I you know I don't know if yes. I remember the US the the uh, um, USC thing, but exactly. I knew you. But, but, I, anyway. but I went up to you and I was like, and actually, I think I like my friend Billy and I took a workshop of yours at USC years ago, so it's nice to see you again. Yeah, I don't. Th- but like that's. That was lovely. I'll put myself up as an example. You did a really good job, Bo, and that was really good. I don't think so, honey. There you go. Oh, my God. Trying to gain favor. But the thing is, too, it's nice to remind people how you met because then it's like, you know, because it's weird if you don't sometimes and sometimes it's something in common. But like, don't go out of your way to make a moment awkward for someone. That is just the point. Absolutely. There's no filing system in the brain for us to keep up with all these fucking names. We've only evolved to know like 30 max names at a given time because of tribal whatever that's okay. culture we've only evolved to that point there you go and, and, we, and you know and we're, we we got Jane Triplehorn <laughs> yeah, we, we got have, Karen and Shipka we got too many names to memorize too many names we Gaten, know. what's his name uh, Gaten oh Gatton Matarazzo we yeah. need to remember that Mercedes yeah. Ruel won an Academy Award yes. Mercedes Tuesday Weld <laughs> come Tuesday on. Weld oh come on there we go we've learned so many things this episode unbelievable Drew thank you so much for ha- coming thank on thank you for having me on the show truly please like, come an see honor the show anytime us. please come see, anytime you want to come see oh, absolutely we'll and tell the kids where they can see so it so you can go on brightcolorsandboldpatterns.com mm-hmm. and all the info is there um, it's also we have tickets on like Today Ticks and all that stuff as well but it's at the Soho Playhouse yeah we open November 12th mm-hmm. and we're running through January 7th so come there check us go. out over the holidays and bring uh, mom you know. in for Christmas yes. day honey <laughs> yes bring mama <laughs> Christmas day and have your mom go up to Drew after the show and, and, just <laughs> and say we've met <laughs> <laughs> say we've met and then whine about all this, the gay couples that she knows them too. <laughs> the gay married couples oh my god uh, uh, this has been Los Culturistas with Drew Drogi I'm Bowen Yang and I'm Matt Rogers and this has been wonderful guys thank you so much let's, let's end with a song Oh, let's As we always song. do now. There's Gatton and Tuesday and Tinsley and Mortimer and Drew. Drogi. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. So get your ass to the show. It's I Don't Think So Honey Live, November 18th. That's a Saturday at 10 p.m. as part of the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. See you there. Yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.